pray for Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, on Wednesday nights we've been going through the life of Moses, but tonight, with it being so close to Thanksgiving, and uh, we're just, I, I cannot believe how fast this has went. I mean, it just seems like the last couple months have went by so fast. Uh, so I just want to share here out of Psalms chapter 92 about just about Thanksgiving, about um, us giving God praise uh, and giving God the thanks uh, for what he's done. And I, I thank God for my salvation. I thank him for, for what he's done in my life, where he's brought me from, where, where he's brought me to, and where God wants to take me. You know, God's not done yet. And uh, he hasn't called us out of here yet, so he's not done with us yet. So there's still work to be done and, and uh, lives to be changed and souls to be saved. And, I mean, just Sunday at church had a couple folks raise their hand uh, not knowing for sure that they're on the way to heaven. You know, so uh, we've got a job to do. Pray for those folks, amen. Psalms chapter 92. Uh, this is a psalm or a song for what you for the Sabbath day. We're going to read a couple verses here uh, and uh, we're going to jump around a little bit. First couple verses and then read the latter end of the chapter as well. Psalms 92. Let's begin reading in verse number one. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon a psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad. Through uh, thy work I will triumph in the works of thy hand. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, nor doth a fool understand this. Isn't that sad that a fool doesn't understand the works of God? He doesn't understand how good God has been to us. He doesn't understand how deep God's thoughts are. A fool does not understand that. A brutish, uh, verse 7, when the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Let us jump down to verse number 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age, and they shall be fat and flourishing. To show why, why will they be fat? Why will they be flourishing? Why will they bring fruit in their old age? To show that the Lord is upright. 
tonight and just give you a couple thoughts, introduction, introductory couple thoughts, and then uh, a couple thoughts for the message tonight, if you will. Uh, in verse number two, uh, he tells us, in verse number one, it is the thrust of the message, so we'll, we'll start in verse number two and work our way down. To show forth our love and kindness in the morning and our faithfulness every night. Aren't you glad that God's faithful every day and every night? That it doesn't matter if it's day. It doesn't matter if it's night. Yes, sir. And that's all day long. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All day long. That's right. Not just in the morning and at night. Yeah. It's around the clock. That's right. Aren't you thankful for that? Isn't that, isn't that something that God would be, that God is faithful in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and then the next day? You know, this is something, as we look at this text, spoke to me as I was reading it that he's faithful every day. Every day God's faithfulness. The Bible says the mercies of God are renewed every day. And God's mercies are new every day. You know, he gives me new mercy. What is mercy? Something I don't deserve. God gives me that. Verse number three, upon the instrument of, of ten strings and psaltery and harp and solemn sound, what a sound that we can make to the Lord. I truly believe you can worship the Lord with just, just playing your harp, playing your psaltery, huh? Playing that, playing that instrument for the Lord. You know, uh, with the the accordion with the piano, uh, they're not doing that so they can get praise from you. They're doing that to worship the Lord. You know, that this is what he's saying in this text is he said, these instruments are praising me. You know, I love to hear, just to hear the music to Amazing Grace. Just listen to that music. Such a solemn sound, knowing what God has done for us God's grace that he's given to us just listening to the sound, whether it's a piano, whether it's the accordion, it doesn't matter. I like to hear um, like a bluegrass uh, guitar and a banjo or something. Beautiful, beautiful to listen to. And what a solemn sound that we can worship the Lord. In verse number five, oh Lord, how great are thy works and thy, thy thoughts are very deep. And I, we kind of talked about that just a moment, but the the, the thoughts of the Lord are uh, are sometimes, uh, what does the Bible say, that his ways are past finding out? So sometimes God's, God's ways are not our ways, they're not our thoughts, you know, not how we would deal with things. But God works in a way so deep that we don't even understand sometimes, but a fool will never understand. What does the Bible say about a fool? The fool has said in his heart, there is not a God. And he says, I won't understand it because he, he chooses not to believe that there is a God. What a great thing that God's works are good and his thoughts are deep. His thoughts are deep. The wicked shall spring as grass and workers of iniquity do flourish. But it is that they shall be destroyed forever. Look, you know that, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, farther along it says, in that one verse it says, uh, why others prosper while living so wicked in this world? But they may prosper now. And they may get all kinds of, man, I wish I had that. And I wish I. They may prosper. But the day will come when they will be destroyed. And we won't. But we'll have, we'll flourish as this ends the text. How we'll flourish. 
if they don't know Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they will face that destination, that that destruction is what that what that verse is talking about. That destruction they'll face. You serve Satan, you'll get it. You'll get destruction sooner or later. You'll get it. You'll get it. Any thoughts? Questions? I know we jump down to verse number 12. Sir? Father along, we'll understand. Amen. We'll understand it all by and by. The thoughts of the Lord are very deep. Verse 12. Then see now it goes back. It's, it's that reference to the verse that we just read about the unrighteous. But then now we see the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. And it shall grow like cedar in Lebanon. The, the righteous will. And then the Bible says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Where planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the place where God wants them to be. Planted in the in the house of the Lord, man. What what better place to be is to be in God's house where God can bless you and you can flourish in the courts. But then, then he says in verse number 14, they shall bring forth in their old bring forth fruit in their old age. No matter how old you are, you can still bring forth fruit. Right? Isn't that what it says? Yeah. That's what I understand it to say. And then if you're fat, hmm? Oh, that's what the Bible says, you'll be fat and flourishing. Is that what that's talking about? <laughs> I don't think it's talking about a physical fatness, all right? But I think that it's talking about God will bless you with things you will never be able to understand. You'll flourish in God's work. Uh, being in God's house. Uh, verse number 12, verse number 13. And then he tells us, verse number 14, that you'll have bring forth fruit and you'll be fat and flourishing. And then he says, why is all that done? Why, why is that tree growing? Uh, why is the righteous, why does the righteous flourish? Why does the grow? The tree, why shall he grow like a cedar in Lebanon? Why shall he be uh, flourish in the court of God? Why shall he bring forth in the fruit of his old age? Why shall he be fat and flourishing? Why? To show, to show what? That the Lord is upright. What does that mean? That means that God, he doesn't make a mistake. He's just. I've had people tell me, I've had people look me in the eye and say, why? You say that God is just, but yet he sends people to hell. They send themselves. They make that choice. And God has given us the spirit of free will. I'm thankful for that. But they, they choose not to go to heaven. It's your choice. That's right. What else does it say? That he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. He is my rock. You know when things are when things aren't going the way you ought to go, the way that you think they ought to go, he ought to be our rock in the middle of our storm. Now, just by way of introduction, we kind of went through that, but now I want to give you three simple thoughts tonight about Thanksgiving. Looking back in verse number one, we didn't cover that verse. Verse number one, three simple thoughts. Thanksgiving ought to be a part of our life, not just on Thanksgiving Day, but all year. Uh, we learn uh, about this good, good action, about being thanks, thankful in verse number one. He said, it's a good thing to give thanks. give thanks. 
I think it can give us a perspective of Thanksgiving. What do you mean by that? We often we often uh, do many bad things, but here is how we can do a good thing. Uh, and that is, it helps us put a better perspective on our life if we stop thinking about all the bad things and start thinking about the good things. If we just thank God. Because if you and I, you, you know as well as I do that with what's going on in our world, we can we can come up with a million things that's wrong. But still, we have something to be thankful for. He says, it's a good thing to give thanks. He is telling us that this will change our perspective. This will change. Would it not? Would you agree that, uh, that it would change your perspective if you thanked God rather than complaining? Because giving thanks... Giving thanks stops us to be coveting. Man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. And if we were thankful for what we have, we wouldn't be worried about what that person has. Giving thanks stops us from being, uh, what are you, uh, cantankerous? Grumpy? People who, honestly, people who are not thankful are very cantankerous. They are. The more cheerful, the, the, they are more cheerful in life if they will... Just start giving thanks to God. What do I have to be thankful for? Uh, we could have, we all have things that we can complain about. Things that just don't go our way, the way that we ought, we think they ought to go. But all of us can give thanks. It is a good thing. Giving thanks stops coveting, stops uh, us from being cantankerous. And then also, guess what else giving, uh, giving thanks does? It stops us complaining. If we're worried about giving thanks, guess what we won't do? Complain. But can I be honest with you? I complain probably way too much. Because I don't give thanks enough. Man, I wish this would I wish this would do. I wish this would do this. I wish that would do. Man, I, that needs to change. And this we gripe, we complain a lot. children of Israel had thanked God for their daily provisions, they would not have been complained about so much. Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving will crowd out that uh, complainingness, that complaining attitude uh, on Thanksgiving. Don't complain about it. Matthew Henry got robbed one day, but instead of, of, of complaining, he put, he put robbery in terms of thankfulness in four ways. First, he said he was thankful that he had never been robbed before. Second, he said he was thankful that the thieves took his purse and not his life. Third, he said he, was, he thanked the Lord uh, that the robbers took uh, his uh, all. I'm sorry, let me read that again. He thanked the Lord that though the robbers took his all, it wasn't much. Fourth, he thanked the Lord he was one of the ones robbed not the one who did the robbing. His thankfulness stopped his complaining. Every situation we have, we can find something to thank God for. Good or bad, right? Amen. Any thoughts about perspective of Thanksgiving? Give us a clear look. A clear look. Hey, it's a good thing to give thanks. Amen. Not too long.
perspective. Number two, we see the person. Who do we need to thank? Who do we need to thank for what we have? The Lord. That's right. Verse number one, he says, give thanks unto who? Unto the Lord. That's ultimately, this does not mean that this, honestly, this does not mean that we can't give thanks to other people. You know, for what people have done or things like that. But ultimately, we need to give thanks to God. Every one of us, we woke up breathing this morning. We need to give thanks. Every one of us have things that, that have taken place today. We need to give thanks to God for. But but on that same note, each and every one of us maybe has been touched by another individual, not necessarily today, but through our lives that we ought to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my parents raising me in church. And I know you are thankful for your parents or your mom or your dad that prayed for you, that was with you, that helped raise you the way that you did. And you need to be thankful for that. And never stop being thankful for those that are in your past. And be thankful for those that are in your present. And be thankful to, for God for what he's done for us, right? Amen. So we see a, this can, if, we're thanksgiving, if we are thankful and help us give us a new perspective, then we, then we see who we need to praise or who we need to give thanks to is the person, is Christ. And then lastly, and I'm done, is the praise. The praise in thanksgiving. In verse number one, he says, Oh, uh, it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And, and what? And to what? Sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Thanksgiving is a lot of times associated with praise. But thanks, I think praise is a result of thanksgiving. You are thankful and it becomes praise to what? And he says we need to sing praises unto thou most high. We need to thank God. We need to praise God with our voice. Sing I love. And we talked about this Sunday night a little bit but I love to hear people sing. I love it. Just to hear people lift their voice and thank God and praise God for what he's done. I love testimony time. I love to hear people give testimonies about God blessing, God working in their life, how they praise God for what he's done, answered prayer. I love testimonies. May we never stop praising God with our mouth. Sing praises unto Unto the Lord. Sing praises unto the Lord. What do I have to thank him for?
truly praise God. It's a good thing to give thanks. Actually, it says in the New Testament that it's the will of God to give thanks. It's the will of God. Amen. Any thoughts or questions about giving thanks? Very good, us. Very good, us. Yep. Good Thanksgiving now. Even in the future, you know, we do have a lot to be thankful. You know, drop dead. You know, we got, you know, thank, thank going to heaven instead of hell. Well, yeah, you thank for the home that's prepared for you. Because someday I'll face all of us, you know. Yeah. Some of us are not. We'll be prepared. Be prepared. I mean, and we sit down and we eat our meals. We don't always eat at a table together, but we eat our meals. And we always pray for our food. And if we don't, if we forget or we're sending down at different times to eat or whatever, the girls, well, Daddy, we got to pray. We got to pray for our food, you know. And it's so good that they do that because they need to be thankful for and remember that even just the little things that we need to be thankful for. Because immediately, when we think of things that we need to be thankful for, we immediately think the big things. And sometimes we forget about those little things. You know, Thanksgiving, there are some people who won't have Thanksgiving now. Who won't, who don't have the money to, to buy a turkey or buy the or whatever that is that they're cooking. You know, they, they just simply don't for whatever reason. Don't have the money to buy nothing. Don't have the money to buy anything. That's right. And we look at, man, man, why didn't you cook this? <laughs> or what, you know, just we find those little things. Uh, we forget to be thankful for the little things. Just the little things. Anybody else? Any thoughts? That's right. You know, I, I watch the TV, all the turkeys and Thanksgiving dinners being given away to people that, that are less fortunate. And I just thank the Lord we live in a country that, that you know, is, is giving like that, you know. Well, there are, there are a lot of organizations in this area that help yeah. people that can't. You know, it is, it is. It is sad to see families go without. The people go without. You know. Is there a tradition that maybe you did as a kid, maybe that you do now, that you do around Thanksgiving to help people to be thankful that you'd like to share? Just out of curiosity. 
and stuff people may go around the table and what you thankful for or whatever it is. Or anybody like that? You do? Let's go eat that dry smoke truck. Get the grub on. our time together. I pray that you will bless everyone's Thanksgiving this week. Yeah, thank you for